Another episode of Titanic Minute, your daily podcast where we discuss the movie Titanic Minute by Minute. I'm your co-host, Rob, and joined, as always, by my good friends, Joe and Duff. All right. Hope that you guys are all have your headphones on in the top bunk, ready to listen to Minute 28. (laughs) Don't sit up too fast or you'll hit your head in the ceiling, though. That's right. And it's Wednesday, and as Joe mentioned, it's Minute 28, and we are joined by Heart of the Ocean today, Neil Brown from the Mogwai Minute. <laughs> Heart of the Ocean. That's me. That's, I, someone called me that uh, yesterday, actually. It's funny. Yeah. Enough. It's, uh, it's a very common occurrence. Did you punch them? <laughs> I, well, yeah. No, it's, it's great to be back. Thanks very much. I had a, I had a fantastic time on, on Tombstone Minute, one of my favorite shows. Minute 28. Sleepover! Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Titanic departs from Southampton. My dogs are going crazy because I yelled. <laughs> Sleepover. <laughs> and yeah, the, I guess this is the there's a little sleepover or the beginning of a sleepover. Yeah, it's beginning. like when you show up at you know at like a parent arranged slumber party and you don't know all the kids who are in there. Or <laughs> that's basically or, the day. Or Joe, when you and I showed up as random roommates freshman year in college. Yeah, my, my first impression was you didn't loft your bed, so you took up more space, and you took the window spot, and you had and a at, Natalie and Brulia poster hung up. And, and I was like, that, well, this guy's a real winner. And at that point, you re- realized, oh, uh, only child. <laughs> One hey, of well, many, many pieces of evidence. At, at least you guys, on your first night of college, were not sexiled. Oh, what? Ooh. I've, I've never told this story. The, the, you had the sock on the doorknob? Uh, no, I got the... It's Okay, so I, I might as well tell the whole story. Might as well. Um, so, so you show up to down at the third deck. <laughs> <laughs> first night of college, you know, you've done all the get-to-know-you mixer stuff. So it's like my 10 or... Probably like a 10 or 11. So I, I knew he had a girlfriend. He's like, hey, um... I'm going out to a party with a friend I know, uh, so I'll be back later. And I think he invited me to come, but I felt a little weird about that, like, first night of school. So, Yeah, who has fun the first night of school? Uh, That'd be silly. Well, I, <laughs> shut when, up, you, when you're telling a sex story, you should say, he invited me to go, not he invited me to come. That's a good point. <laughs> Thank Sorry. That's it. Good. I'm very Robert, <laughs> Rob's going to bleep that because he's prudish. <laughs> And he gives me the look of like, you got to get out of here, man. And so I'm like, where am I going to go? I don't know anyone. (laughs) So my first night in college, like I kind of went and just wandered around and (laughs) then like sat alone in the the common space for a little while. I'm like, all right, it's been an hour. He's, I'm going back. And then I went back, him and this girl had done whatever they did and were now just like laying there like falling asleep so i got to go to bed with some stranger in the room like two strangers i know this guy (laughs) and that 
and that was my first night of college, and that really set the stage for freshman year as a whole. <laughs> if, not, life. if not yes. college as a whole. And now you're like, now you, now you guys live next door to each other, and it's just like a constant battle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Their bedroom windows face each other. <laughs> oh, hold on. Are, Neil, are you ready to go back to Titanic? Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, we, we see the underwater shot of the propellers. And uh, and people are just are just waving, right? And I I don't okay. I guess here's my question: How many people do you know in your life that if they went on a boat, you would go to the port to wave at the boat as they floated away? I would absolutely not wave at you. Right? I mean, I I I, I would not go to the port to wave at you guys on a boat. Yeah, I would not none. wave if I was on the boat either. Really? You wouldn't wave if you were on the boat? <laughs> no, I, f- I think that's deeply strange. Neil, what about you? You, you? you you ever been on like a big boat like this? No, I don't like them. Um, it's, it's a ship. Oh, it's right. Sorry. <laughs> As we found out. Because I have um, like a mild claustrophobia anxiety, and so I, I, wouldn't be like, I wouldn't put myself in that situation where I was constrained in that way. Would you? Would you is there anyone in your life that you would go and wave goodbye to them as they took off on a boat? I don't think so. Uh, I, I mean, you know, maybe maybe your parents, if they're going on a trip and, you know, they're not here. You know, I'm in Hong Kong. They're in the UK. I'm not going to go all the way to the UK just to kind of wave them off. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, little <laughs> <team stream. laughs> Came to see you. No, you Bye. You tell me about the content cruise. <laughs> I feel like it only happens in movies. Like, same with, like, people running along the side of a train as people or, like, hanging out the train window and waving. It's never happened in real life. That's what I'm thinking about this waving thing from a boat. I just can't. I I mean, listen, I know there was an internet in 1912, but I just feel like you'd have something better to do than go to the port and wave at a big boat. Well, do we know, um, we know what time of day, what day of the week was it that Titanic sailed? Was it a... Oh, good question. Because it's noon. Like, don't these people have jobs? Don't they have anything to do? Launched on... Hmm, made in April 10th. What was this? There was only six days up. in the week back then, though. They didn't have the seventh day until 1950. It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't until the Beatles sang about eight days a week that they were like, let's just do seven. We'll split the difference, go to seven. <laughs> okay, you, April would, 14th was a Sunday. So Saturday, that'd be Thursday, right? If I'm doing this correct. Uh, Wednesday. It Wednesday. was a Wednesday. Yep. So yeah, it's noon on a Wednesday. Don't these people have jobs? Well, it's lunch. I, yeah. Speaking of speaking of, this is in Southampton, Neil. Have you ever been to Southampton? Yeah, I've been to Southampton. Do people have jobs there? Uh, yeah, uh, but uh, it's. Am I? Allowed, I'm not allowed to swear, am I? Because it's not that depends on who you ask. We'll I just, say go, go for it. We'll always we have a foghorn we can put over it. So go it's ahead. No, it's it's not a particularly nice place. I mean, it's it's a lot better than it used to be, because they've basically spent a bit of money putting a shopping mall and stuff like that and, and around the marina. But yeah, it's for a long, long, long time. It's it's really not been much of a place. I mean, it really Did it get is gentrified. Is there like an M M&M and M store there now, like Times Square? <laughs> <laughs> I think, like you know, it's it probably it it's never really been an affluent place because the only real affluent place of note is London down in the south. I mean, well, not that there are any in the north, but I mean, I think you know, Southampton. 
to me has always just been it's really only famous for its shipbuilding and that's it it's not even kind of the port where you would go if you were going to go to france you know before kind of the the 80s and 90s when air travel really took off people in the uk would almost always go to france for the holiday you would get the ferry but you would get it from calais or dover you wouldn't go to southampton is south is southampton where and this is uh, this might sound like a dumb question, but serious. Is this where like cruise ships dock? Like if there's a carnival cruise or something, will they dock there? Yeah, I, they would. That That's probably really why you would only go there. I, it's not really a place that anyone would ever really go to. Okay. <laughs> that specific reason. So maybe that's why everyone's going there. They're just like, this is the one way I can escape. I can go out there and wave at a bunch of people who are actually getting out of here. Yeah, and to be fair, like think about how many people will sit and watch like when a space shuttle takes off or a rocket, even though it's like five hundred miles away and it's just like a white dot going into the sky. Yeah, that's true. Our our entire country came to the stop came to a stop because the moon went in front of the sun. Well, that's pretty. No, no don't take the bait. You <laughs> like? Okay, I'm going. Rob, just no. You're doing whole- it. <laughs> His whole... Th- ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. He just doesn't like anything. That's, I like this movie. Um, <laughs> the, these events uh, don't really happen, though, these days, do they? I mean, like you said, maybe the, maybe the, the, the shuttle going off into space. But, I mean, modes of transport these days are just far too commonplace for there to be something like this. Yeah. Well, we we have a Christmas train that goes through, <laughs> and it's got a bunch of lights on it. People, that's the only. That's honestly the only piece of transportation I can think of that people care about. Maybe when the uh, train decorated with Christmas lights. <laughs> Maybe when Elon Musk opens up his Hyperloop, that's only for rich people to get around. We can go. What's the over under on deaths when that begins? <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, not gonna. I mean. It's, Remember uh, the Boston, the Big Dig, that thing that fell apart? It's going to yeah. be like that. Is he the closest thing we've come to a real-life monorail man? <laughs> uh, I think of him, and this is not going to make sense to Rob, but most civilized people will recognize. <laughs> the, uh, the, the, he's, uh, for another Simpsons character, he's more like our Hank Scorpio than uh than uh the monorail guy a L- little bit a little bit of both but he's he's far i think it's an equal balance of huckster and just super villainy <laughs> he was he okay. was named in the in the latest star trek discovery episode or like last elon week. musk was elon musk was yeah because someone the, the captain said do you want to be remembered like uh, the wright brothers elon musk or zephram cochran so it's oh like, they think he's going to be like this genius. That's amazing. <laughs> uh, oh. So I, I, I'm staying on topic with the waving. I yeah, have, are you ready to go back to Titanic? There's going to be a I, lot of that today. <laughs> I was just going to pose the general question of how tired, physically tired, do you think these extras were of waving? Oh, yeah. Because... You know how long is a sh- is a filming day potentially? It, it can be pretty long. Probably fourteen mm. hours or so, I bet. Yeah, uh, depending on the daylight, and their entire job was to stand there and wave, and or, or James Cameron would start yelling at you. And even better, the the, the shot where you kind of see the boat 
uh, moving and then you have everyone waving, that's just like uh, people waving at a green screen. <laughs> That they then put in there. So they're not even, like, looking at a big boat. They're just waving at a big green screen. What if it was James Cameron dressed as a boat? <laughs> put his little hat on and choo-choos around. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we also have the tiny boat here. That little tiny boat, little sailboat. Like, is that a thing that would be happening? Don't you think if you're a sailboat, you'd be like, I, we should probably get out of the it way? Seemed, of- it, no it way. Seemed danger- it seemed very dangerously close to me. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, I would think there'd be all. If you had a boat, you'd be out there. Well, no, Rob wouldn't, because he'd just be like, "Oh, who cares?" <laughs> but I, I, everybody else would be out there. I. That's what I thought. There would be hundreds of these little things, yeah. and there would be like some some like uh, little police vehicles or something, you know, just keeping everyone back safe to a safe distance. But I thought there would. You missed a trick there, because I thought that was a great kind of CGI moment that he could have slapped in there. Yeah. <laughs> you you mean just having that tiny boat just crushed? just goes over <laughs> no I, I thought you could have just like had like a hundred of those little tiny boats and then crushed oh uh, yeah <laughs> i is it the tugboat's job to get everyone out of the way or no, no they just pull like the thing i think there would be the, a little yeah, police the tugboat pulls it i think back in that era of human history it was more like eh, they get in the way yeah <laughs> it's on them I just wish, like, and then what that little boat, there's just, like, the, you see the little cooler in there, and everyone's cracking open cans of beer and stuff. Like, that's absolutely, <laughs> like, if it was today, there'd be a lot of tall boys of, like, Bush or Keystone or something oh, being yeah. cracked open. Jeez. That's true. That's true. Uh, I have a question, and mm. this maybe this is for Rob. Rob's the historian of the podcast. So, how long did Titanic sit there once it came from Ireland? Because it was constructed, am I wrong in that it was constructed in Belfast and then yeah. they docked it in Southampton? Yeah. Um, like, how long was it there? Was it there long enough that people just got bored with it? Kind of sick <laughs> of it. Maybe they were waving because they're like, oh, finally. It's like when a road I, a road construction like a, project is done after years. I would think probably like a like a like under a week because it was. You're right. It was constructed in Belfast. It has Liverpool on the back, but that's because um, that's where White Star Lines is out of. And then it looks like it was completed on April second. So I'm guessing they just oh. then sailed it from Belfast down to Southampton. Okay, so, I'm so sure it wasn't we're, that long. We're talking. So they like finished building it and it sailed just a few days later. Yeah, it seems okay. So well, yeah, that, that? <laughs> I'm concerned about how well this this voyage is going to go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to to go back to the you know the Elon Musk analogy, like imagine if like Elon Musk, like all right, uh, this new Hyperloop is is done and you can take it in three days. It's like, oh, maybe maybe we should test it out a little more first. Let someone else take that first trip. Yep. Um, I. One one other real quick note I have here is we start to see some of these recurring extras that we'll see again. Uh, we see the third class mom with her kids. We see her later on. Doesn't end well for her. We also see Lice Man, Patrick the Lice Man, uh, the guy with the beard. The he's Chinese following. Guy? He's no the Chinese guy is another guy. There's a guy with a okay. beard and a hat that's following um, uh, Jack and Fabrizio, and <laughs> it, we saw him getting checked for lice earlier. Oh, he, really? he shows up like. I think he shows up like almost a dozen times throughout this movie. And then we do see one of the maybe three non-white characters that we see on this entire boat, which is the Chinese guy trying to translate the sign. Yep. This Right now, this sounds like a Tintin adventure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. 
It kind yeah, of is. That guy, follow, that guy following him around the whole time is yeah. definitely up to something. <laughs> <laughs> so I I wanted to talk about, uh, you mentioned, Rob, that there was the, are you talking about the Irish lady who shows yeah. up again? Well, I don't know if this is the Irish mom. I think this is the third class mom. The, there's an Irish woman, too. Okay. Because in this scene, uh, there is a blink and you'll miss it moment of, She's listed in the credits as Irish Mommy. At least that's who she is on IMDb. Oh, okay. And that <laughs> is uh, Jeanette Goldstein, who is not oh, really? a household name. But that is Vasquez from Aliens. Oh. What? And also John Connor's foster mom in T2. Wow. Oh, it makes sense that you got the James Cameron, Cameron connection. The Cameron connection. Uh. So she she has a couple lines later on in Act Three, but she does walk by. But yeah, that's uh, that's Vasquez. Vasquez. Um, Neil, you mm. mentioned about um, how you do not like being in closed spaces. So mm. when we see them here, this is the G deck, which I believe is the lowest deck oh, for geez. passengers. How terrified would you be? Inside here, the I think the only level below you is the engine room. Oh, imagine how hot it would be. Oh, it just sounds like a total nightmare. Uh, this is the last place in the world I want to be, especially with Jack. Can we talk about Jack? Yes, yes. absolutely. Let's. <laughs> I really don't like this guy. I would hate him so much. Oh my God. Just bar. Hey, how you doing? Slap, clapping me in the back. Oh my I would God. be irate. Especially well, when I was expecting my buddies to come in through the door. Well, Joe, you already hate him because of the, the massive fake-out in the poker game. Right? Very poor table he etiquette. He slow-played it. Okay, yeah. I, uh, I mean, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying he, that was already strike one for you. So, okay. Neil, tell us about what uh, some of the, the biggest gripes you have on, on Jack Dawson. Well, yeah, okay, but before I do that, I don't understand the poker game. Right? <laughs> so, I know you guys have probably talked a lot about it, but if you, if you could just tell me what the hell's going on with that, because... Who who is the playing poker at the docks for two tickets on the Titanic a few minutes before it sets sail? Yep. Yeah, they're what? They're playing against the Swedes. Who's putting tickets up like that? Like, do you, you either want to go or not? Like, do you want to sell your tickets? Like, what's the point of putting them in? They your really pocket? needed that watch because they had no idea the pl- the boat was about <laughs> to set sail. That's why they were trying to win the watch. Yeah, <laughs> no sense. Uh, so Jack, it doesn't. It's very dumb. But yeah, Jack, like Jack's just one of these, he's one of these kind of carefree, life-loving dickheads. Sorry, Rob. Yeah. <laughs> it's but very annoying how positive just, he is. They think, he, just, he thinks he can go about the world with no responsibilities, no accretion towards society. Just like, ah, oh, say, I got 10 bucks in my pocket and ain't life great. <laughs> and when I get to America, I'm going to have me a big adventure. It's like... No, you're not. You're gonna, you're gonna realize that you need money and you need to get a job. That's what's gonna happen. You're gonna end up in a mailroom somewhere, and you're gonna hate your life. This whole that's well, it. Well, it turns out the joke's on us because he gets to explore the final frontier, the final unexplored part of the world, the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> he does have an adventure after all. Mm-hmm. So uh, I wanted to, uh, along these lines, I wanted to ask a question that. Uh, I thought of immediately when we really started prep for this podcast. Is Jack a manic pixie dream man? <laughs> yeah, and wow. I think so. You should probably explain that concept for uh, yeah, uh, listeners. 
So it was probably about 10 years ago now. There's a, a critic who did write for the AV Club, and I think he's freelance now, Nathan Rabin. And he coined a phrase. It was in reference to, I think, Elizabethtown, that Cameron Crowe movie. Yeah, that of, in like Garden State. Yeah, of uh, an like archetype character that he dubbed the Manic Pixie Dream Girl. And this character type is uh, pretty much like it sounds. Like they're kind of, they're quirky and they're out there and they don't care what people think. And they're super freewheeling. And they almost always exist within the story to help out the male character. That they don't really, we're not invested in them. We don't care about them except how they relate to the guy it's not a positive description yeah and they they generally are the kind of um characters that men love in in movies right like annie hall i think would be another example or uh just these kind of examples of like everyone sort of loves but then you kind of break it down you're like these are like made up character types yeah uh i think joe hit it that garden state for me is the quintessential manic pixie dream girl yeah so, but I thought about this, and number one, is Jack a manic, uh, manic pixie dream man? And even if he is or isn't, are there any other movies where there's a guy in that type of role? Hmm. But this character's supposed to be a, a support character, right? Like, not the main guy. Is I that think right? It's supposed to be the. It's just I mean, generally no, the like, love interest of the star, yeah. 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 I mean, this. This is Romeo and Juliet, so I think he's a main. No, but so, like, I mean, your Manic Pixie Dream Guy girl oh. would be a support character, right? Yeah, yeah. So the problem here is... Probably second build, second build. Right. Yeah. So the problem here is we've, we, we have to suffer in the entire movie, basically. <laughs> uh, <laughs> almost one example, except in the very boring modern day scenes when it's even worse. Thank God for those scenes. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, no. <laughs> One example, I guess I'm looking here, uh, apparently there's some stuff of Manic Pixie Dream Boys would be, and I'm not that familiar with this movie, but uh, Jesse in Pitch Perfect, oh. uh, where he just coaxes uh. um, the Anna Kendrick character out of her out of her gloom, and he has no backstory or goals or anything yeah, about him, I, he just sort of... I guess I see that, although that movie by no means asks us to take those characters as seriously as something like Garden State, but yeah, I, I guess, true. yeah... Uh, Okay, pitch perfect. I think, but I think that's a really good question, Duff. I think it's something we should we should sort of look through as we we go through this movie. Just, is just something like, to think about as we the many years of podcasting this movie come up. <laughs> <laughs> James Cameron is another again an accidental feminist uh, by reversing the whole manic pixie thing. That's right. Before I had even there been invented is. as a term. Um, He's also a very self-centered guy, Jack. I mean, he. When this particular scene has a great example, you know, he bursts in the room, introduces himself to the two guys, doesn't ask for their names, doesn't care about their names. That's true. Just moves straight on. That's a good point. He gives no account to what anyone else is feeling or going through at any one point in time. It's just, here's my super positivity. You know, you could be really upset about something. He doesn't care. He's just, hey, I'm Jack, Jack Dawson, slap. And then off he goes. And it's like, uh, he just bosses poor Fabrizio around all the time. Oh, poor Fabrizio. Oh, the tragedy God. of the, the Titanic is really the, what happened to Fabrizio. <laughs> He's the real life Luigi. 
<laughs> he really is. <laughs> this guy. Uh, I also do we know what these other Swedes in this room like how are they like they were expecting Sven and Olaf they were expecting the Gundersons they're they're all going they're all going back to the United States for their father's funeral or something (laughs) (laughs) or it's like a bachelor party and like either Sven or Olaf is like the actual like guy getting married what I yeah like it's one of those destination bachelor parties they're already so annoyed that they have to leave for a while because uh, whatever, what's his name? Sven is like, it's like no, guys, we got to get away. Boys trip. Boys trip on but, Titanic. Uh, but gambling addict Sven had to get one more game in before they left. Uh, Amazing. Um, Neil, I, I, we've talked a lot. I, I want to make sure that uh, we, we capture any notes you have for this minute. Sure. Or just a movie in general, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I hadn't seen this movie until about a month ago. I d- it's just one of those ones that passed me by, uh, and that happens from time to time with these big movies. I just just not bothered about them. Yeah. And um, yeah, and then I watched it. Uh, I'm, I gotta admit, like you know this, Rob, because yeah. we talked about this, but I, I kind of fell asleep about <laughs> after about an hour and a half, and. I then was intending to pick it up and watch the rest of it, but I never actually got around to doing that. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I, <laughs> I, I love how we, our first guest was, uh, our, uh, was Claire, and she absolutely loves this movie. She told us these incredible stories of how much it means to her. And then since I was had, genuinely moved by yes, her yeah, talking nice. about this film. Since then, we've had uh, we've had someone who's watched one minute of the movie, someone who's watched <laughs> half it, someone who got an earring after they saw it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just don't really like the characters. I, I I don't like Jack. Obviously, I don't like Fabrizio because he's basically just a cartoon. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't like I, I don't like uh, I don't like Rose because it's just she's just ditzy. There's just nothing there. Do you like Cal? Yeah, what about Cal? Billy Zane. Yeah, I, I've got my note here is I think the only character characters slash actors that I like in this movie, like as a combo, are Billy yeah. Zane and David Warner, the two bad guys. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there that's we go. Spice, Spice Joy. And, and the, the side guys. Because <laughs> <laughs> What actually, about old Rose? Oh, oh no, yeah. She creeps me out. <laughs> <laughs> What about our beautiful slovenly Lewis? Oh. No, the only other one I, I like is Kathy Bates as, uh, yeah. as New, New Money Rich. That, I liked her. Because they've just got like more than one dimension. There's something else going on about all those guys. You know, that, whereas these, these, everyone else is just totally one dimensional. But I think this is, the problem here is just James Cameron. He's a, he's a great filmmaker, but he's a terrible writer. This, oh, yeah. this mm-hmm. script is garbage. It's awful. <laughs> yeah. I, and even I think Rob would agree uh, as someone and people who actually really like the movie. Yeah. The characters are paper thin and depth is not James Cameron's strong suit. No. Well, to be fair, he only has about three hours to develop these characters. So <laughs> um, yeah, that's depth for him. Depth isn't a... Uh, isn't a strong suit for the movie Titanic, but it certainly was for the ship. 
Thank you, Neil. My biggest, my, my we're, biggest we're, problem we're is out that the laughter. so many, so many people listen to podcasts with like apps that cut out the silences right away, and that's just dawned on me yesterday. So there's all these moments where Rob has these terrible jokes, and Duff and I know sell it, and there's five seconds of silence, and people don't know, they don't know what's there. They think, don't want, listen yeah. to this with the pauses taken out. I want people to think their phone died. Like, whoa, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> just kicks back. Oh man! I also uh, are, so I, what are the what are, are the so you 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 said James you think James Cameron's a great filmmaker so he he does have films that you admire then, Neil? Yeah, like I love The Terminator. I think it's a great movie, and uh, I, I like Aliens. Um, that's probably about it. How do you feel I, about Avatar? Yeah, or uh, Avatar Four, <laughs> <laughs> or isn't there gonna be an Avatar Five? I think so. I like there's four I sequels more. coming. I didn't like that movie. I think <laughs> No. Can you name one character from it? No. <laughs> the blue uh, things. Uh, what are they called? The, the blue cats. Uh, uh, Navi? Navi. Yeah, yeah, I think it's Navi. Well, is there, as a, um, you know, as a, not a resident anymore, but a member of the uh, United, or a resident of the United Kingdom for mm. much of your life, is that, does, does it, is there any different kind of sense of pride in the titanic from there like it, it, the united states seems particularly fascinated by it and I, is is it the same they're the same level of fascination for that big dumb ship over there too it's built there. <laughs> no i don't think so I, I think it's um i think it's really just viewed as a bit of a, a, a failure you know it's it's just a big white elephant yeah it didn't i mean it is it is a giant failure <laughs> Yeah, undoubtedly. But I think a lot of people maybe overlook that bit. But I think in the UK, it's not really something that's uh, that's celebrated as as much as maybe other parts of the world. What about in Southampton? Is there just a bunch of uh, Titanic <laughs> nonsense <laughs> little, everywhere? Little mini Titanics for sale? Yeah. No, there's yeah. not. I just I don't think there's a, the you get any of that stuff anywhere. Huh? Yeah. We have them in like the. Like it's crazy the different locations in America where there's like just a random Titanic museum. There's like, a oh, ti- where, there's where is a, it again? In Bran- Iowa? There's one in Branson, Missouri. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like literally the middle of the state. Well, yeah. Oh. And uh, it, and it's a I don't think it's a three quarter replica, but it's a fairly large replica, and inside is a museum of wow. both of movie props and uh, actual stuff, and you can get married there and. They have a pretty amazing Twitter account who does not seem to really realize it's a tragic story. <laughs> <laughs> you should not underestimate how deeply stupid and weird our country is. <laughs> I mean, in what, Tennessee is it? Or is it Ohio? Where they someone built a replica of Noah's Ark, a giant boat that never existed? Oh, and Nashville, Nashville has the Parthenon replica. <laughs> <laughs> or if you go to Vegas, and Vegas has everything. Like, yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, we have the giant pyramid with a light that you can see from space. Oh, I don't yeah, know if you can really the, see from space. The Luxor. That's how they advertise it, though, because the one time I was in Vegas, we stayed there, and we're all like, did you know you can see the light from space? And it's like, it's how can anyone most, fact check that? <laughs> that's the world's most powerful light. Yep. <laughs> uh, Neil, do you have mm. any uh, any uh, any more comments on uh, minute twenty eight of Titanic or Titanic itself? Yeah, the only the only other note I've got is that in in reading up for this, uh, I read that Tom Cruise was interested in playing Jack, uh, but was asking for a bit too much money. Let's let's have Rob collect let's, himself. Let's let the Tom Cruise uh, <laughs> expert weigh in, Rob. So we haven't really 
dived into all the rumors about who was meant to play different characters this movie i just think in general i don't believe most of them mm-hmm. well, do you want do, do you want to know why they cast him why cameron wanted him for a little bit why i'd love to he know. was going to use all the sea orc slaves as extras and then they wouldn't have to pay them because <laughs> they're already used to being on a boat so they could act the part and you wouldn't have to pay them either <laughs> a lot of people don't know that <laughs> thanks joe um, and, and the other guy was Jared Leto, oh, but, but he ref, but apparently he ref, I read that he refused to audition. Awesome! <laughs> what the hell's wrong with that uh, guy? I, everything. I don't. Was there some type of situation where DiCaprio could have been in Boogie Nights, but he signed yeah. on yes. to be this to do this? Yes, that, okay. yeah, that is true. That's weird. That what is if, true. What if Mark Wahlberg? What if they switched and Mark Wahlberg was in Titanic? Boogie would Nights be would still be great, and this would not be. <laughs> uh, be I disagree. It would rule. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It would absolutely rule. I, so bad. Just watching him just kind of awkwardly. Just like, play the exact character that he plays in I Heart Huckabees, <laughs> but isn't Titanic. That's what I want. <laughs> okay. That'd be fun. Uh, Neil, can you can you let our listeners know about uh, about the Mogwai Minute? Sure. Uh, yeah, uh, my co-host George and I host uh, a podcast similar to this one where we, we talk about the movie Gremlins uh, one minute at a time, and it's called The Mogwai Minute, and we're wrapped on Gremlins. We're currently in hiatus, and Gremlins 2 should be starting uh, at some point in the new year when we get around to that. Oh, uh, this might work out pretty well. I think this will air in, like, early January. Oh, there you go. There might be a few months to wait i don't know depends how uh how, how quick george gets back into gear but uh, <laughs> it's like and they, they could be <laughs> listeners can go back if they want more of this witty banter minus duff uh to yeah. our, the conan thing right yeah yeah so in our hiatus we're putting out some special episodes where we we don't do it minute by minute we just take uh, an hour an hour and a half to talk about uh different arnie movies from uh, from back in the day so when and in only yesterday did we record uh with you guys about Conan the Barbarian. Yeah. It went on long and people got in trouble afterwards. <laughs> Are we talking about the movie or our podcast? <laughs> that that podcast and the movie. We had a lot to say. Yes, we sure did. <laughs> so yeah, check that out. And uh, if there's nothing else, guys, I think we'll, uh, we'll wrap up minute 28. Sounds good. All right. Thanks a lot, Neil, for being on again. No, yeah, thanks, thanks for having me. Thanks, it's Neil. been a blast. Thank <laughs> you.